Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Muse Room. My name's Katie, and I will be your host as we meander into the lives of inspiring and creative people. This is a hub for makers, thinkers, and anyone else that is doing the work that they truly want to be doing. everyone. This is Muse Room. I'm Katie. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so glad you're here. I'm also so glad to be here to talk to you again. This week on the podcast, we have Nicole DeZerco of Revival Body Care. She's going to tell us all about how Revival Body Care was founded. But before we get into that, I just wanted to tell you about a couple of things. The first thing I want to talk about is the book club. So if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen something about this. I started it a couple of months ago, but I just got very busy and wasn't able to continue it. But this month, I decided to start it up again. I just wanted to find a way to create community around the podcast that's not just the interviews and episodes coming out on the internet, but maybe a way for us to meet in person and have something to discuss. So I decided to start a book club. This month, we are reading The Creative Habit by Twyla Tharp. This book is for anyone that yearns to put their creativity to use. It was written by Twyla Tharp, who is a dancer and choreographer, but the book really isn't about dance. It is about really just finding that habit of getting creative and finding different ways to be creative. So if you're a dancer, musician, artist of any kind, business owner, Or even if you don't consider yourself creative, I think this book can really benefit anyone. So you can participate in the book club by joining the secret Facebook group, which I will link in the show notes. There we can discuss the book throughout the next couple of weeks. And then if you're in Cleveland, you can also come to the in-person meetup on October 28th at Market Garden Brewery. For more information, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Museroom Podcast. That's where I'll post updates. If anything changes about the time and location, I will let you know there. If you would like to support this podcast, the best way to do that right now is to rate and leave a review. It's a really easy thing to do that will leave a lot of impact. That simple task will help me to bring more people onto the podcast, and it will help me reach more people and get these inspiring conversations into the ears that need them. By doing this, you can help me to improve the podcast and bring you better content. Thank you so much. Like I said earlier, this week on the podcast, I'm sharing a conversation I had with Nicole DeZerco. Nicole is the founder of Revival Body Care here in Cleveland, which is a comprehensive line of all-natural skincare products. Nicole has always been into a healthy and holistic lifestyle. She always placed an importance to what you put in your body, but then quickly realized that it is also so important to pay attention to what you put on your body. 
She reminds us that your skin is one of the largest organs and how it will absorb anything you put right onto it into the bloodstream. That is why all of the ingredients in her products serve a purpose. Everything she makes is free of harsh chemicals, toxins, colors, fragrances, and fillers. In this interview, Nicole tells us how she started the skincare line in 2015 with only $500. In just over three years in time, her business has grown rapidly, and now she sells her skincare products to people all over the world. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Nicole. Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you coming and I'm excited to chat with you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. So I always like to start out by just asking you about something that has been inspiring you lately, if there's anything that may have happened recently or just anything you've been seeing. So that's interesting because normally I would say like going to Edgewater and walking down the beach and mm-hmm. kind of putting my feet in the sand and feeling grounded. That always helps to kind of inspire me and get my, my mind clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say, like, the, the current political climate, I feel, has been so divided. Mm-hmm. And especially now with everything that's going on, I feel that women probably have a lot of emotions that are stirring up. And I kind of look at it as a chance to bring women together. And it's kind of why I launched my my Revival Retreats Mm. as a space for women to kind of come together um, for an hour, have some self-care, have an intimate setting where we're sitting around a table, (laughs) bare-faced, and can just connect. And I was able to bring on some other women that are in the wellness realm and just bring together that sense of collaboration and unity amongst mm-hmm. women. So I guess that's what's inspiring me at the yeah, moment. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I feel like that's happening a lot mm-hmm. nowadays. There's a lot of different events where women are getting together. Definitely. Yeah, there was one here recently with the local girl gang in Cleveland. I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah, I'm yeah. very familiar with them. I think it's just such an awesome time. Mm-hmm. And I think in this pace of social media so fast-paced and you know we make connections via social media but it's so nice to have that actual human connection and Mm -hmm. be face-to-face with someone so yeah yeah. definitely I've been craving it a lot recently just because it's hard to make friends when you're an adult too it's challenging and you know as a mom and even as a business owner um, sometimes it's challenging and it feels lonely Mm -hmm. because you're so wrapped up in your business and your day-to-day that it can be challenging to kind of put yourself out there and network and meet new people. Yeah, so absolutely. It's a great opportunity to, to connect. Yeah, and what you said about the political political climate right now, it's, I guess, sometimes we have to kind of remember what's, what, what the good things are that are happening. Right. So It's so easy to get into a place where you're just angry and mm-hmm. upset, and all those feelings are completely valid. And yeah. I think it's okay to feel those things, mm-hmm. but to take that passion and put it into a positive, into a positive place. Yeah, use it as fuel. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Cool. So let's kind of get into your background. So, are you from Cleveland? Um, so I was actually born in Germany. Oh. My mom was born and raised, and all of her family is there. 
And then my dad was in the army, so he was stationed in Germany. Um, they met, got married, um, had me, mm -hmm. and then moved back to the States when I was about two and a half, three. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. So I've been in, um, in the Cleveland area ever since. Grew up here in Cleveland and have my sister with my mom and dad. They mm -hmm. actually separated when I was, gosh, I think about 10. Mm -hmm. Are you close with your sister? My sister is like my best friend. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talk all the time and I can't imagine life without her. So she's she's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm really fortunate to have that relationship with her. Yeah. Are you guys close in age? Um, I'm four years older than her. Oh, that's how me and my sister is. Uh, she's four years older yeah. than me. I think it took us hitting like our teenage years mm -hmm. to really, really connect. Yeah. And now she's like my best friend and our kids are so close and... It's, Does she live here too? Yeah, she oh, lives. Nice. Um, she's about 15, 15, 20 minutes away from me. That's cool. So. Yeah, my sister lives in St. Louis, so we're starting to get closer, but mm -hmm. the distance is always really hard. It is hard. It is hard, but yeah, it's great to have that mm -hmm. that connection, that relationship. Yeah, definitely. Really lucky. Mm -hmm. So you grew up in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Did when did you? Where did you go to college? Or did you? I did. So um, I went to Normandy High School in oh. Parma, mm -hmm. and then I actually, um, that stage of my life was a little bit interesting, um, went to a local college, I had some modeling opportunities that I was taking advantage of, so mm -hmm. around the age of 18 when I graduated, I was traveling to LA and New York and had some chances to perhaps move um, internationally, and soon after, I met my first like real boyfriend mm -hmm. and ended up getting pregnant with my daughter. Oh. Um, so I was 19 when I had her mm -hmm. and she's actually turning 19 this month. Oh, wow. So it kind of changed the course mm -hmm. of my life and where it was going. Um, I was married to her dad very briefly. Um, he's an incredible father. I mm -hmm. truly couldn't ask for a better guy oh, yeah. for her. Um, but um, we separated when she was about two. Um, from there, I started just working full-time to kind of cover expenses, um, decided to go to school to pursue um, a degree in interior design, mm -hmm. which I completed um, in 2005 with, um, at Virginia Marty College here locally. Um, I worked as a designer for about three years, and then I had my second daughter, mm -hmm. and I just wasn't prepared to go back to work and leave yeah. her all day, working, you know, an eight to five, working mm -hmm. downtown. And it was, it was a struggle because I didn't want to give up that creative aspect of, of my career. Mm -hmm. I had just worked so hard to get my degree. Um, so I ended up launching my entrepreneurial journey that year with a company called Sunshine Couture, oh. which was a line of baby accessories and headbands. Oh, cool. So I, mm -hmm. I remember um, just loading up my stroller and going to the farmer's market at Crocker Park. Nice. <laughs> and I put a little headband on my daughter, and women were just flocking. Really? So it was a really fun um, fun time. How Ex long did you have that for? Um, Sunshine Couture ran for about seven years. Oh, wow. And during that time, I had a retail kiosk at Crocker Park every summer. So... It was a really awesome creative outlet for me, and um, just it was a really fun time. I learned a lot about business, mm -hmm. and it gave me the flexibility to be home with my kids and also pursue a career and support my family. Yeah. 
So when you were growing up, was interior design and the whole business thing, was that something you wanted to do or was did you have something else that you wanted to be? I think I've always been really creative. I loved reading as a child. I mean, I would read anything I could get my hands on. Um, when I was in high school, I was taking some psychology classes and that was really always very intriguing to me. So that was what I wanted to study initially when I went to college. And... Um, after I had my daughter, you know, things kind of changed, and I decided to kind of go and pursue my passion, follow my creative side, which mm-hmm. was design. So that's where I ended up, and you know, I think having a degree in the arts really allows you to kind of go in a plethora of directions. So you know, I had the design work that I did, and then had a creative outlet with Sunshine Couture. Um, and then kind of moved into where I am today with Revival mm-hmm. and just having that vision and the ability to kind of create and have an idea visually of what you want to create and a vision for your brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> was there like a pivotal moment when you first realized that you started, you needed to pay attention to what you were putting on your skin and natural skincare? Um, I, I guess growing up, there wasn't a lot of attention paid to the things that we were eating. I mean, we were eating like super sugary cereals and I think a lot of kids in like the 80s, 90s were eating a lot of similar things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always conscious of what I was eating, especially after I got pregnant with my daughter. Um, I was super concerned and conscious of the things that I was putting in my body, knowing that it was going to affect her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been eating really clean and organic for as long as I can remember. Um, I then started paying a little bit more attention to personal care products and like cleaning products around the house, and I realized how many chemicals were in those products. And you know, our skin is so absorbent, so I was being so conscious of what we were putting in our body. I really decided to make a shift and um, be aware of what we were putting on our bodies. Mm-hmm. So I was getting facials here and there, and I just wasn't happy with the results. So I started making body scrubs, just playing around with different recipes, and I gave a group, um, gave my first batch or two to friends and family for, for Christmas, and got some really great responses, and it kind of grew from there. Yeah. So you started playing around with it, and then mm-hmm. when was the moment when you decided that you wanted to take it a little bit more seriously and make a business out of it? Um. Truly, right after the holidays, mm-hmm. um, Sunshine Couture was kind of fizzling out. I was really burnt out from that business, and you know, I've always been really passionate about you know living a clean lifestyle, and I'm always like that go-to person that is trying to encourage you to make better choices yeah. with the foods that you're eating and things like that. So it was just a natural progression. Um, I had a vision in my mind as to where I wanted the business to go and what I wanted it to look like. So. I developed the logo and the website, all the packaging. Honestly, I think I started the business with about $500 total. Oh, wow. You know, put up social media, and it was pretty much fast forward from mm-hmm. that point. Um, I officially launched in March of 2015. Mm-hmm. And wow. Here we are today. Yeah. Three, like, three, about three and a half oh, years wow. later. That's great. 
So, yeah, I was going to ask you about, like, branding and what you went through for that because I feel like a lot of people starting a business now, like, branding is so important in social media and building a nice, clean, Mm -hmm. professionally designed website and all the photography. It can be a little bit overwhelming, I guess. So what was your experience with when you were fleshing all that out? Um... Well, I first had to come up with a name that Mm -hmm. made sense, and Revival had meaning beyond just, you know, skincare revival, but it was a time of change in my life, so it was just, you know, starting fresh and reviving, so I love that name, and I love, I wanted to incorporate the arrow, because Mm -hmm. there's a saying that you can't move forward without, you know, the arrow can't launch forward without pulling back, so Mm -hmm. um, I think that was relevant to my life, where sometimes you're in a place that might be a little bit negative, but it's kind of setting you up for something much better gotcha. ahead. Yeah. Um, I just I knew what I wanted the brand to look like. I wanted it to be really clean and really just representing the products that were inside of the package. Um, went forward with a sustainable sustainability aspect of you know recyclable packaging, um, really clean organic ingredients, one hundred percent vegan. No added fillers, toxins, chemicals, fragrances, you know, you name it. It was just really clean um, across the board. And I wanted that to be represented throughout the website and all social media. Yeah. So you said you only had spent $500. Yeah, I had so. a limited budget to start yeah. with. And that primarily went into the cost of packaging mm-hmm. and ingredients. Um, obviously, a little bit went towards building my website. Yeah. Um, but, you know, nowadays fairly easy to put together a website if you need them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different resources like Squarespace. That's and true. I, I think I used Big Cartel for my first website. Mm-hmm. I've now shifted over to Shopify, which I find is amazing. What is that? Um, it's just a different platform for setting up e-commerce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think like the analytics through Shopify are just so helpful to help with like retargeting and just getting an idea of where your customers are coming from. So I really, I love that platform. So you started your business in your kitchen, right? I I did. I did. I just kind of launched from my kitchen, Mm -hmm. um, playing around with different ingredients. And very slowly after, kind of started taking over, you know, my kitchen and then the living room. (laughs) And like every corner of my house was filled with revival. So I was really fortunate to have the the business take off pretty quickly. What were the first products that you started out with? Um, I launched with the line of five body scrubs. So it was just really simple. simple. From there, I I launched a couple of lip scrubs and then some hair care products. Um, My Boho Babe Sea Salt Spray, which is one of my top sellers today. Those were all like within that first year of Mm -hmm. launch. So it grew slowly but surely. And um, it was interesting because I know that my customers can shop other brands and right. you, you know there's so many other options right. out there but for whatever reason they felt some sort of a loyalty and wanted to support Revival's growth um, so I kind of just went off of what they were requesting and what they wanted me to add and the products that I was using and needing so today fast forward to three and a half years later we have a fully comprehensive collection of skin lip and hair care mm-hmm. um, ranging with over about 25 products wow so, yeah. mm-hmm. 
So when you first started out, were you you were just selling on your website, or were you go, starting to go to farmers markets and flea markets? And I initially just sold off of my website. You know, started a Facebook page, Instagram page, and just invited friends and family. And it just kind of organically has grown over time. Um, my first year, I was really focused on getting credibility behind the brand. So I spent hours and hours and hours um, just trying to get information on beauty editors and some influencers and was able to get features in basically all of the top magazines. Oh, wow. It was a pretty exciting time. So um, I think that really helped to kind of solidify Revival as a brand that could be trusted and that had products that were effective and that you know, did their job. So it was exciting to see that. So how did you go about getting the word out to people that weren't just in Cleveland? Social media yeah. has been huge, mm-hmm. and it's a free resource. Um, honestly, within two weeks of my launch, I was approached by Cosmopolitan, and I thought it was a joke at first, yeah. thinking, <laughs> what? Um, but they found me through my Instagram page. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's so important to utilize that resource. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, you can reach people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a gift. Sometimes I feel like we don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, there's pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for business, it can be an excellent resource. Yeah. Um, but even like on a personal level, you see all these beautiful pages and you're really just seeing the highlight reel. You're not necessarily seeing like all of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And I think that's true of both business and personal. Yeah, for so, sure. So, you know, it's easy to kind of... If you're not careful, you can start comparing and you can get down about things. So I try to focus on me right, <laughs> and my, yeah. my brand as much mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah. So you said you started in your kitchen. How did you know when it was time to kind of expand and move into a bigger space? Um, so year one, I did about 25000 in revenue, which I was shocked you know, I was selling body scrubs out of my kitchen. Right. <laughs> so um, year two, I surpassed the $50,000 mark. And I figured it was time to kind of move out of the kitchen and start to scale the business a bit. I had an opportunity to move into a space in Slavic Village with um, Ryan Florio from Inca Tea. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Sort of. I think I've heard of Inca Tea before. Yeah. Um, but he's been wonderful, and I have a space there where I can do all my production, shipping. Um, I have an office space. Wow. So it worked out really well, and I've been there now for about a year and a half. Wow. <clears throat> have you hired any employees to help you, or are you doing this all by yourself? I'm, I'm a one-woman show, with wow. the exception of my sister. She'll come in and help whenever she can. Um, but that's where I am now. I'm at a place where I absolutely need to bring on a staff. Because in order for me to really grow and scale that I, the way that I want to, um, I just need extra hands on board for me to really focus on marketing and growing. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about maybe some of the things that have uh, changed and evolved since you first started? I think things have grown pretty quickly, probably faster than I imagined that they would. Uh, I'm currently in over 100 stores across the country. Um, I've shipped to over 25 countries worldwide, and I guess the challenge that I'm really facing is um, I'm doing it all. I'm basically doing everything that I really need a team Mm -hmm. behind me to help. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of the biggest challenges is growing 
and scaling at a pace that is comfortable, mm-hmm. sometimes uncomfortable. Right. Yeah, so I, I've had some great opportunities that I've had to pass up on just because I don't have the manpower at this point to fulfill. I don't want to overcommit. So mm-hmm. that's one challenge that I'm trying to surpass at the moment. So how do you go about sourcing your ingredients? So you, you're using all natural. Mm-hmm. How do you, has it been a challenge to find resources? And has that changed at all since you first started? Um, not so much. I mean, I've had to weed out some companies that just didn't meet my quality standards. But in general, I only work, I 100% across the board, only work with companies that are certified organic. Um, I use fair trade ingredients whenever possible. Um, always 100% vegan. So I've been really fortunate to have suppliers that provide really beautiful and clean ingredients. So you also talk about um, how your um, packaging is like recyclable and mm-hmm. eco-friendly. So how does sustainability play a role in your business? I think it's so important. Mm-hmm. You know, making such a conscious effort to use ingredients that are pure and clean and you know, not directly harming our environment. So that needs to translate across the entire brand as a whole. So I'm not using plastic containers and with the exception of some lids, Um, but I always encourage my clients to recycle or reuse the containers. I'm actually trying to figure out a way to do like a recycling program. Um, There's, you know, some complications with that and trying to sort Mm -hmm. through all those, those issues, but I really want to make sure that it's all very thought out and, um, you know, leaving a small footprint. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Did you ever deal with any fraudy feelings when you were first starting? Like, oh, why am I doing this? Am I worthy of this? And how did oh, yeah. you work through that? I still feel that right. way. So today sometimes, mm-hmm. um, I think that there is a certain level of fear that comes with putting yourself out there and just hoping that people are going to believe in you and believe in your brand and actually like it. So it's definitely really, really scary to put yourself out there. Um, for me, Revival is my full-time job, so I don't have any like backup. Mm-hmm. I don't have any other income source, so this is it for me. Yeah. And um, you know, that in itself is scary sometimes, but it's also incredibly motivating because I know that this is what it has to be successful. Mm-hmm. And it clearly makes you really happy. It does. I love it. I mean, there's so many hours and there's days where I'm beyond tired, but I wouldn't want it any other way, mm-hmm. truly. Um, it's It brings me so much joy and I'm so passionate about what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot lately about fear and how it mm-hmm. really prevents so many people from doing what they actually want to do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um and I think a lot of that fear stems from childhood. Yeah. So I've probably over the past year or so have really kind of delved into some of like old childhood programming stuff mm-hmm. that kind of lingers around in the yeah. back of your mind and um, like kind of facing that head on can be really hard and exhausting emotionally. But I think it's really shifted my mindset a lot and you know, all those negative thoughts and emotions, now I'm able to kind of shut them down mm-hmm. and say, that's 
that's not how things really are. Right. And you just have to almost talk to that inner child and start to nurture mm-hmm. and give her what she didn't receive as a, you know, when she was little. Yeah. And you know, that helps us to grow. Mm-hmm. Helps it helps has helped me grow tremendously. Mm-hmm. So. So you have two daughters. I have three daughters. Three daughters. Mm -hmm. So what is it like being a mother and owning a business at the same time? Oh my gosh. So I feel like Revival is my fourth child. (laughs) Um, It's hard. Um, I'm a single mom. And while being an entrepreneur and having my own business gives me the flexibility to be available to them, like I see them off to school every day, I'm home when they get home from school, that's That's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, if I worked a regular nine to five, I wouldn't have that. That option I couldn't like just take off in the middle of the day and go to school parties and things like that so for that I'm incredibly grateful Um, but it's also hard you know just I don't have a consistent paycheck that comes in every two weeks with insurance and um, so there's definitely challenges that come along but the benefits in my opinion completely outweigh outweigh that Mm I think just balance in general for women is hard. We feel like we need to take care of everyone around us and make sure everything is taken care of before we take care of ourselves sometimes. Yeah, definitely. So that's something I'm working on, is trying to find more balance in my life. and It's a work in progress. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure if true balance is really attainable. I feel like it's always going to be yeah. an ebb and flow. I totally agree with you, too. Mm-hmm. agree. So some things I was going to have to give a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can't do it all. Yeah. Do you, Are your daughters involved with the business at all? Do they like helping you with uh, making the products ever? Or? Oh, yeah. Um, my oldest is actually, she just went off to Ohio State this fall. Oh, cool. So she is busy doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my younger two, Fallon is 11 and Harlow is 7. So Those are such cute names. Thank you. Um, they're all incredible incredible girls, but I would say my little one helps the most. She loves just getting her hands dirty and helping out. It's yeah, really sweet. That's so much fun. To I like wish I would have been a child that had that in my life. That would have been really cool. Yeah, it's really cute because mm-hmm. they all have like their um, like daily skincare routines that they take part in, and I just think it's really cute to see that you know they're taking self care. And right. making it like a part of their day-to-day routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's pretty awesome because as they get older, that'll just be integrated in them. And Yeah. You know. And hopefully that maybe rubs off on some of their friends. And Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Just taking care of yourself. They know that I like to go and do Pilates and yoga. And they might have to sacrifice an hour of not getting all the attention from me. But I think they also know that it makes mommy feel better and makes right. me a better mother and partner and business person. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not a mom, but I feel like nowadays mothers are starting to definitely take prioritize themselves mm-hmm. first because, I mean, you're not going to be able to yeah. give all you want to your children if you're not taking care of yourself. First. Absolutely. I mean, it's so easy to get wrapped up in the day to day and mm-hmm. it's exhausting. So you need to take a time to recharge. And just because you're a mom doesn't mean that you no longer a person that has right. wants and needs and desires um, and I think ultimately your, your children will appreciate that you are taking that time even if it's 30 minutes to just shut the door to the bathroom mm-hmm. and you know just take a little bit of time for yourself yeah mm-hmm. so 
It's important. Definitely. So I want to talk a little bit more about skincare. So you said you were always really into eating healthy Mm -hmm. and just a healthy lifestyle in general. So did you know a lot about skincare before you started or is it something that you've been constantly learning? Um, I'm always learning. Right. Um, I remember like being a teenager and using like egg whites as a cool. face mask mm-hmm. and I think back then like Noxema was the hot item to yeah. use. Um, my aunts always referred me to Oil of Olay. <laughs> so that's really all I used um, kind of into my early adulthood. Uh, I've never been big on wearing a lot of makeup, mm-hmm. so having clean and like clear skin was always really important to me. So I would just, you know, had a really pretty simple skincare routine even today. Um, but just over time, you know, I'm, I'm 38, and you want to keep looking fresh and youthful and mm-hmm. take care of your skin. So I started paying more and more attention to it as I got older. Especially going into my 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with your products, do you, how do you keep them relevant? Are there any like resources that you use that you use for educating yourself? Like any books or Instagram accounts, blogs? Um, there's several blogs that I use, and Google is your friend. <laughs> so I research extensively on every single ingredient that I'm using. Um, that's one thing that's kind of important to me is making sure that transparency is across the board. So you'll, you can go on my website and I'll list every single ingredient that's in every product, its benefits, why it's being used, um, just so that my clients have a deep understanding of, um, of the products, their benefits, and why. Mm-hmm. It, like I said, if you flip over the majority of labels in a drugstore, you're going to see so many ingredients that you probably can't pronounce. And it was really important to me to be able to um, create a line that I'm buzzing <laughs> to create a line that was transparent. Yeah. So can you talk about what some of those toxins are and like how did you? So you knew what, that they were bad, and mm-hmm. then how did you figure out what to replace them with? So basically, um, you want to stay away from fillers, parabens, those are all carcinogenics, um, microbeads, which I think have finally been banned. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of exfoliants, for example, as body scrubs are loaded with these little tiny plastic microbeads. And that's, you know, it might work as an exfoliant, but at the end of the day, it's going down your drain and mm-hmm. polluting our oceans. Right. And it's completely unnecessary to use and to use in a product. It's, you don't need it for it to be effective. And I wanted to prove that with the products that I was making, that you can have beautiful, effective products without the use of all of those unnecessary fillers. Mm -hmm. Um, The term fragrance, for example, is one that you'll find, even on brands that claim to be natural, you'll see the word fragrance Mm -hmm. under their ingredients. And that can mean a lot of different things. Oh gosh, (laughs) like it's an umbrella term that you can hide so many, so many different things under, and there's no FDA regulation over it. So if a consumer is not educated on these things, they're not going to know, and they're still going to continue to use it and think that they're making better choices. So for me, that's frustrating. Um, And part of 
what I want to do with Revival is to help educate consumers so that they can make better choices. Mm-hmm. And vote with their dollars. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. I think consumers now are becoming more aware and more educated, and they are seeking that transparency from brands. So I, I love seeing that shift and thinking. Mm-hmm. Like if you walk down the aisle at Target, for example, um, you'll see that they've now created a whole natural beauty section. Oh, yeah. And at least the the Target by me, that keeps expanding That's great. Like every few months, which is really awesome to see. Yeah, I'm wondering if there will ever be a time where you see products like yours in like mainstream stores and That's completely replace That's the all goal. the toxic. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, you see some of the bigger brands kind of trying to jump on board and like switch out their packaging and make it look more appealing to a natural yeah but I'm wondering (laughs) exactly but then again you have to flip it over and actually look at the ingredients and they might throw out some like really cool like keyword ingredients that they really play off of but those are typically like pretty low on the list and they've got a million other fillers in there Mm -hmm. so yeah just have to be aware of what you're what you're buying yeah so what was it like, what was your process like in finessing your products so that they were effective, but they weren't sacrificing the integrity of the ingredients? Um, Did that take a while? Lots of trial and error. Mm-hmm. For example, my facial serums, which are now my probably my top sellers. I can barely keep them in stock. Um, I worked on that formula for, gosh, solid like eight to ten months to get it just right and get the... The ratio is right, um, the mix of ingredients just right, and I knew that it was working when I went, I think it was probably Target, mm-hmm. <laughs> went like on a random like winter morning, I had no makeup on, I was exhausted, and I just had serum on my face, and my friend's like, oh my god, your skin is glowing, so that for me told me, okay, this is working, it's, mm-hmm. it's doing what I wanted to do. Um, so I'm really my own guinea pig, and I'll have maybe a handful of you know friends try things, and my kids always are very brutally honest. <laughs> so for people just starting to get into natural skincare, mm-hmm. I guess maybe it can be kind of overwhelming. So oh, yeah. where is a good place for people to start? I would say, gosh, so... Research shows that women in the U.S. use an average of 12 beauty products per day. So if you multiply 12 times, you know, 100 toxic chemicals in each of those, that's a lot of stuff going, you know, onto your skin and into your bloodstream. Um, I would maybe start with the soap that you're using, for example. That's something that you're slathering all over your body or a body lotion. Um, making a switch over to like a coconut oil, which is a really simple and easy transitional. I mean, you can buy coconut oil anywhere. Anybody can use it. That's usually and it's a my, it's a really simple and easy swap for yeah, you know like a traditional lotion that you're going to find on, at the drugstore. Yeah, I just use it for my makeup remover. Yeah, it, it has it right so off. many uses. Mm-hmm. You can use it, you know, as a toothpaste if you mix it with mm-hmm. an activated charcoal, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan. Yeah, definitely. Um, so can you tell us about some of your products and how they can be used? What sure. are some of your favorites? Sure. 
Um, that's kind of why I started, uh, another reason I started my revival retreats was to have um, my customers come in and get to sample each of the products and then have a real breakdown of each ingredient, how to use the products so that they're the most effective for you. Um, and during the retreats, we do an actual guided facial using my um, goddess facial collection. So we'll start with the cleanser. Um, they'll do a customized face mask, clay mask, and then um, follow up with a radiant facial toner and serums. Mm-hmm. So, gosh, my day-to-day routine consists of a body scrub. Um, I typically use that about three times a week. Mm-hmm. And I use that head to toe for a nice exfoliation. Nice. Um, Your skin is beautiful. Oh my gosh, way. thank you. I <laughs> appreciate that. I will always follow up with my facial mist. So that kind of helps to balance out the skin, um, even at the pH, and give you like a nice clean base. Mm-hmm. It also has aloe in it, which is really highly moisturizing and nourishing. And then one of my favorite ingredients that you're going to find across a lot of my facial products is hibiscus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's considered to be nature's Botox. So it really helps to plump up all those nice. little fine lines that start mm-hmm. popping up. So I'll, I'll follow up with my serum. Um, and then I just kind of go about my day. So nice. occasionally I'll swipe on some mascara and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of like a highlighter or a creamy blush. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if someone was um, shopping at Revival for the first time, mm-hmm. what would which one would you suggest that they What's start out with? What product? Yeah. Goodness. Um, I guess it would really be dependent on their skin needs. So, for example, if they were having some issues with acne, for example, I would probably encourage them to do a good detox with a, um, my detox mask. Mm-hmm. And then followed up with a serum and toner. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Fun. So um, I want to talk about self-care and mindfulness. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other practices that you have? I saw last night on your Instagram that you oh. posted about meditating with Gabby Bernstein's yeah. cards. So what do you have a meditation practice? What does that look like? I guess I don't have an official practice in place, but... I think just even taking five or ten minutes to shut down all my electronics, just close the door to my bedroom, and just focus on my breathing, focus on my thoughts, and just kind of get reconnected. Um, Think about the things that I'm struggling with or that I'm concerned about or I'm worried about, and kind of work through that process. Mm -hmm. And then kind of just reopen myself to the universe because I find that when I... I'm open and not overthinking everything. Um, it almost like releases this, this block that I have put up in my mind. Mm-hmm. And things just start to flow much more naturally and abundantly in every aspect of my life. So just taking those 10 minutes to refocus. Mm-hmm. I know that I could probably get into a much deeper and connected meditation process but I haven't gotten there just yet I haven't either for me it's hard to, for me to sit still I'm a dancer so I it's just hard for me to not want to stretch oh, and yeah. move around but I feel like it also looks different for anyone it doesn't have to be I agree. sitting there on a meditation pillow and yeah could be sure. a walk around the block or definitely yeah. um I've 
I've always been a great lover of Pilates, mm-hmm. um, but over this past year, I've really been doing more yoga, and I think that that's kind of helped me to connect to my breath and to keep your mind clear, at mm-hmm. least during that one hour. It just really helps to help you to refocus on what's important. Absolutely. That's, that's you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's so many different wellness trends being fed to us through social media mm-hmm. these days. So, and it really gets overwhelming sometimes and people don't even know which, what they should use, what sh- they shouldn't use. So what has been your experience with that and how have you been able to find balance? Like you said, I think it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So even if it's something as simple as taking the time to make a smoothie for yourself in the morning, to really fuel your body and nourish yourself, um, and really appreciating every ingredient that's going into it. Something mm-hmm. as simple as that is considered yeah. to be self-care, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can carve out time a couple times a week to go to a workout class or even just go outside and take mm-hmm. a walk around the block, like you said, um, those are all things that allow you to kind of reconnect and diffuse from all the craziness that mm-hmm. surrounds us and the fast pace of just life constantly on the go and we're constantly fed you know social media so fast everything is just so fast and everyone wants immediate gratification so I think just taking a moment to slow down can work wonders Mm -hmm. yeah definitely just pause and Mm -hmm. maybe think about it for a second so what are you most excited about for your business what are you looking forward to Gosh, I have so many great opportunities in front of me. Um, I I can't even express to you how grateful I am. I think that I'm just like kind of awestruck sometimes mm-hmm. at the opportunities that come my way, and that's not in any way like gloating, but it's just you know sometimes like we talked about earlier, you don't feel like sometimes you're worthy of all these things, mm-hmm. so it's. It's just been really awesome. Um, so I'm in a, a big place of growth, yeah. and with that comes, again, overcoming some fears and stepping out of my comfort zone. So um, I'm really looking forward to um, growing the business, bringing on a small staff, um, allowing me to focus my energies on marketing and growing and accomplishing all the goals that I have for the next few years. Mm-hmm. It's really so exciting. Expanding into different markets um, internationally, and hopefully getting into, you know, one or two big box stores, maybe like Credo Beauty or Target even. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. Change the landscape of skincare. Absolutely. And make it more accessible to everyone. I totally agree. Yeah. Oh, and then can you just kind of tell us about the, I, you mentioned it before, but mm-hmm. the revival retreats and how people can get involved with that? Oh, sure. So um, the front space of the warehouse that I work out of um, was built out with this beautiful like cafe boutique space, but where we're located in Slavic Village, we're just not really set up to have retail clientele just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to utilize that space, and so um, I kind of give it a little bit of a woman's touch. <laughs> um, so it holds up to 10 women at a time. I'm keeping it really intimate, and they would come in for an hour. Um, they would have a guided goddess facial which I would kind of steer them along the way. Um, I've been so fortunate to bring in sponsors, um, local women 
business owners that are in the wellness realm. So anyone that attends will be treated to some really delicious, healthy vegan foods and drinks during that time. Um, they'll also be able to shop the entire Revival collection at a deeply discounted price mm-hmm. the day of the uh, retreat. Um, it's just a really great way to connect. So they can find that on my website at revivalbodyyear.com and just click on the retreat button. It'll take you right to the link. It's $35 for the hour. And um, they can use code RR10, which oh, will give cool. them 10% off their booking nice. fee. So I've got dates booked out through November. And cool. um, you know we can always add on to that mm-hmm. should, should it pick up. That's so, exciting. Yeah. Cool. So where can people find you? Are you going to be anywhere, like at a Cleveland Flea or anything coming I, up? Yeah, I do the Flea every month, so mm-hmm. you can always find me there. I'm in booth 46. Cool. <laughs> um, and I'll probably be doing their December holiday Flea as well. But you can shop the website 24-7. Um, I'll be launching my app here in the next few weeks, so I'm really excited oh, about wow. that. That's really fun. So, shoppers can you know shop directly from their fingertips, which is that's really cool. Really awesome. Um, and depending on where they are in the country, um, you can go on my website and look at stockists and you can find, um, shops throughout the country that carry the line as well. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, I'm just so thankful that you had me here today. Yeah. And, um, you know, I would say for women that are looking to start something new, just do it and don't wait. You know, time is just ticking and believe in yourself and just power through and get past that fear because mm-hmm. you'll be happy on the yeah. other end. Yeah, I think we always need to be reminded yeah. of that. Cool. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you being thank here. Thank you for having me. That was my conversation with Nicole. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you were able to find some sort of inspiration from it. If you would like to check out Nicole's beautiful products, go to revivalbodycare.com. Follow Revival on Instagram for the latest updates, and you can also find her in person at the Cleveland Flea this weekend. So thank you, Nicole, for the wisdom, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in. I cannot wait to talk to you again next week, but until then, I will see you on the internet. Bye!